Welcome to Story Life. This is a podcast about the ups and downs of living a creative life through the eyes of two independent filmmakers. My name is Clinton Cornwell, and I'm here with my co-host, Alan C. Gardner. How are you doing, Alan? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm doing very well. Folks, this is episode 20. Oh, how are you, Clinton? Before we move forward, you, you just asked me, and I just blazed right past. The caffeine uh, is still kicking in, uh, is, is how I'm doing. <laughs> All right, so folks, this is episode 20, which we recorded in October 2021, so uh, a good year and a half ago at this point. Uh, we recorded this fairly soon after my most recent film, Cold Feet, was released. Clinton had just watched the film, thanks buddy, and he had a few questions for me. I actually, I really vividly remember recording this one. I remember it was like, at night, the kids were asleep. I was actually recording it in their room because this was back when neither of the boys slept in their in their room, so I had to move the uh, the recording gear into there. But it was it was good times. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the conversation back then and had a lot of fun listening to it all this time later. Thanks for everything, Clinton. Once again, no Thanks problem. It's funny. I do very little. I mean, I, not not that I do very little talking, but this is obviously as it should be an episode more centered around you. But I think it's one of our better ones because I think I think this is indicative of the kind of conversation that we want to have on here, and that it's it's not just about of like, hey, let me let me promote my movie or anything like that. But it's really about peeling back the layers, and I ask yeah prodding questions of you a little bit trying to get you to own different parts of your artistry which which you are sometimes a little like uncomfortable with and stuff and and i think that's all fantastic <laughs> you you prompt and you poke and you prod you do what you do clinton you do it quite well <laughs> and uh no it's as you say in the episode in the, in the conversation too it's you know it's not every day that we, one of us releases a film so uh it was it was a, it was a huge moment for for me and therefore for us yeah so yeah man before we get to the episode just wanted to let you all know that alan and myself are uh creative coaches and consultants we love supporting our fellow artists so if you are in need of any artistic support on any part of your process whether it's the script level whether you're an actor needing coaching with your director prepping for a movie whether you need notes on an edit we are available for that stuff so hit us up for a free 30 minute consultation especially if you like the vibes of our podcast we bring that same kind of vibes to our coaching and we'd love to talk to you so yeah agreed all right let's bring on the chit chat here we go just watched cold feet oh you did oh real fast right before we go in, i was about to say sh- should we do a quick like should we do some sort of somewhat professional intro real fast here are we doing <laughs> hi welcome to our sh- welcome to our podcast Make Movies Now. And, you know, speaking of Make Movies Now, should that remain the title? That's a great segue into what I cut you off, as you were about to say. You said you just watched uh, Cold Feet, which is a movie that I did make. Well, then I made it, so it already happened. But when I was making it, I'm like, I'm going to make a movie now. And that's <laughs> that's what we did. Uh, well, thank- was really, that was, It was a project where you were just like, <laughs> I'm itching to make something, and, and that's how it started? No, I, I can actually tell you how it started. Maybe after, let's talk yeah. about it a little bit, and then I'll Take get Take us in. back to when Is that what, when is that what you want to know a, first? Uh, sure, ge- sure. When was it a jewel in your eye? The Genesis? August 2000, wait, 15. Yeah, August 2015. I was taking a flight to Memphis, where I'm from. I was on a layover somewhere. Uh, for a couple hours and so I was on the layover I was pacing and just started brainstorming it just kind of hit me that I'm like okay I want to write another one that Brad and I will direct together and Brad's you know an old friend of mine we've been working together for a long time I was like okay I want to write another one for us to direct together I want to do a uh, like a comedy horror horror comedy what have you because we've always wanted to do something like in that vein I kind of went through like some friends I really wanted in it I'm like okay eight main characters and so I kind of had 
those guys in my head. So I went all set in a house, like basically all in one location in this house, bachelor, yep. par- bachelor party. And I knew like certain be- I knew it's like, okay, the next morning they wake up and someone's dead. Or they don't, they, they don't know what happened. I knew that I wanted to cast it with like, so the eight main guys, but also I was like, it'd be cool if instead of writing each role, like a, a specific role for each person, I had us draw names out of a hat and that determined who played who. So I decided, huh. so it was a very fruitful layover because all those things came to pass. So I went to, to Memphis and I told Brad right away, I'm like, all right, I got the seeds of an idea here. And then when I was telling him this, then we went and saw like my buddy Adam Johnson's house. I'm like, oh, like he had just moved into this house uh, with his wife at the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. In this Memphis? Ha- yeah, in Memphis. I'm like, oh, this house would be perfect. And I told Brad, I'm like, I think, <laughs> like I know I just came up with this idea and there's no semblance of a script yet. Like I literally just had this idea like yesterday or whatever it was at that, at that point. But he was already intrigued and I was like, I think this is going to be the house. And then that wound up being the house. So then I went back to Memphis a few months later in November for an indie Memphis screening of Bad Bad Men. And I'd written about half the script at that point. So I had a cold read with myself and the main guys and Brad. Instead of drawing names out of a hat, we we drew uh, shot glasses. And at the bottom of the shot glass was the name of the character <laughs> that you were going to play. So I had like the sides, you know, the half the you know script printed up for everyone. And I had like a quick little character description on the top page for like for each copy. Like each copy had a different character on it. So basically like someone drew the name. We went alphabetical order based on the name you draw. That's the script that I handed you. So then they read off the the character, the name of the character, and the quick description. Everyone went around, and did that, and that's how we cast it. Uh, myself included. I didn't know who I was going to play until that. Uh, really? Yeah. So then, yeah, it was man. It was so much fun. God, that was fun. I want in the right circumstance. I want to do casting like that again because it was. It seemed like really. <laughs> it was like really just invigorating um, for everyone because I mean the biggest thing I wanted from that I thought it was exciting and fun and I thought it was like a big show of trust for the guys like basically yeah. saying like I trust any of you like your and your abilities to play any of these roles and do something interesting with it and uh, something honest with it and yeah and make it sing so yeah it was cool did that answer your question I don't remember. <laughs> Question. What's uh yeah yeah so when did you end up shooting so we ended up shooting actually we shot it in 2017 so four years ago we shot it yeah july 2017 and then it's just been a long road of post-production and then uh festivals and then looking into different distributors and then getting all the liberals together and yeah now here we are it's finally out there so how's we, it been so far the release we had a general idea of when it was going to come out but basically we found out like it's actually uh, one like the first critic or one of the first critics reviewed it really cool guy writes for uh bns about movies uh his name's rd francis and he wrote a great review a very entertaining very thoughtful review yeah he's, he's kind of kept tabs on the movie he was the one who let me know that it was up he emailed me and he emailed oh, me. the distributor didn't let you guys know when it would the be distributor. Up? No, the distributor told us the next day. Well, and also, I mean, the distributors to fit like they had told us already, like, and we've distributed to them before, too. And because basically they're kind of, you know, they they send the movie out to the platforms and the platforms don't really give them like, you know, Amazon doesn't let them know. And that's the first one we went up on. Mm. And so, you know, that's not there. Like, that's just like how it is. Did you rally the team? You have such a big cast on this thing. It feels like you could have quite a social media force if you got everybody pounding the pavement. I mean, <laughs> it's always been difficult like with the marketing stuff. And I'm not trying like it's tricky to talk about this too because I don't want to make it sound like I don't think people are doing enough. It's just more just like it's just it's hard to get people to watch. And then it's also hard even when they watch, it's hard to get people to write reviews. 
And you try, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to be like pushy and at all. And it's just, of course, you know, hard to like everyone. We've all got a lot going on. And so it's hard, yeah. like, you know, to get the team to, to post. Like a lot of people have posted about it for sure. And, you know, they're doing a great job of letting it be known that it's out there. I mean, that's I, I honestly I feel like social media marketing is something we've always struggled with. It's just hard to find the time. Like I'm basically like. I'm, you know, doing the best I can every day to carve out time for that yeah. and building the the follow like because then you talk, you know, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and I want to, you know, get things going with YouTube more too. I'm basically trying to build up followers and also like reaching out to fans directly, and then also of course family and friends, and then the cast and crew, and I've been reaching out to more critics to, uh, you know, try to get more interest and get more reviews and all these things. So I'm kind of, yeah. And then is we, anybody in the foxhole with you working on this stuff? So we we brought on two interns, like college kids, really nice kids, really good kids, to help us with this. And so you know, they, basically, we were, we thought originally we were going to be released over the summer, but as is the case with you know productions where the budget is relatively low and resources are fairly limited certain things took longer than we had thought they would than we hoped they would so mm-hmm. basically it was supposed to be a summer release but i mean it wound up being great timing as far as the content of the film like to come out like the end of september and like you know october is pretty prime time for a movie like this yeah basically these these kids were going to be uh, you know during their summer break from school they were going to promote it but now that it's fall they're back in school and so they're still Working mm-hmm. on it, it's just not as much time as they originally thought, which is totally yeah. understandable. But it's definitely, hel- I mean, it's definitely helpful. That's for sure. So it's me, and then Brad, my buddy Brad, who you know is my directing partner on it and producing producing partner on it. Like he's been really busy with work and this, that, and the other. So basically, I've been. I mean, that's kind of how I always. Again, I'm not trying to say anything about anyone, but like usually, it's been for the most part, like me having to do the social media stuff for the for the most part, and then um, yeah, and I mean. <laughs> Not to get into him anymore right now, but like obviously he's doing nothing now. But he never really did much. Yeah. He never really did much social media marketing on it on our stuff before. Anyway, he didn't even have social. Yeah. He didn't even have social media accounts for a long time. I'm like, you know, we're like indie filmmakers. Like we kind of need <laughs> social media accounts, and he just for years did not. But yeah, again, I don't want to sound like it's. We've all got a lot going on. Obviously, I have to like you know carve out more time to market it. I mean, and also, you know, no one has more at stake with it uh, in a variety of ways than than I do. So definitely, definitely. God, what was your original question? <laughs> How's the release going? So no, far? They, this is just free flowing. Don't worry. No, 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 uh, no. So how do it's, you? How do you? I, I feel like it's going it? good so far. It, I mean, I feel good, but again, it's just kind of like whenever I can carve out time to do it, I'm basically just bam, 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 bam. And so obviously, I don't, yeah, I yeah. don't know any of the quote unquote like results yet. I'll, the only like gauge I have right now, really, because we don't, we're not going to see the numbers for a while, but just is the number of reviews that are there, which is not very, <laughs> very many yet yeah. on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Because again, and Amazon also is weird sometimes where they're like, I feel like more people have already written reviews, but Amazon does a weird vetting process. Apparently, I don't know why they don't, I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. So I'm hoping that like any day now, more reviews will will pop up, and uh, we're getting there. And we've also started, you know, experimenting too. Like we hadn't done much in the way of like boosting. At you know, I'm still all the terminology. Like basically, like boosting posts on Instagram, and then like creating ads on Facebook. But then also like you can boost directly on Instagram. But then also you can make an ad on Facebook and then share it through Instagram that way. And this week we had more success with posting on Facebook and then sharing it through Instagram that way as opposed to like boosting an Instagram post. Anyway, it's a whole we're learning with all that stuff. So, yeah. but anyway, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm just dude. I'm. I think, as I'm sure, I probably, I probably told you this last time we talked too. But like, it's been such a journey. I mean, with every film, it's a big journey. Not to sound, I mean, it's just that's the truth. But um, especially with this one, because again, it's been 
you know, when we shot it, I was single. And then right after I quickly fell in love and now, you know, married and have two kids. So a lot has happened, obviously, since we shot this thing. And then again, like, you know, the whole toxic relationship with finally coming to an end. So it's very much like a closing of a, yeah, it feels really, really good and cathartic and kind of like uh, cleansing or whatnot to finally have this thing yeah, out there. Yeah. It's great to finally be on the on this end of it because we we're you know struggling for years just to finish it and finally and figure out the best way to get it out there and doing our due diligence and now we're here so yeah man I don't know if you've been reaching out to podcasts other podcasts to get you on you know I've had a bit of back and forth with the uh, making movies is hard podcast uh huh which I recall you liked a lot I do yeah I was thinking maybe I could send an email on your behalf to them and kind of pitch you as a guest to them oh man that would be amazing tell them tell them. Tell him I'm very, I'm very nice. <laughs> Tell him I'm a nice boy. Well, I mean, I just, I I'm think nice the pitch boy. for you more than anything is like, you've just been so prolific and been able to oh, make thanks, so many man. films and kept it going and not, not, you know, like that's a unique thing. And I respect the hell out of you for that. You know, like how, what, what number of features is this now well, that you've like been the main creative force on? Because I know you've directed, <laughs> written, acted and stuff like that. So yeah. Like, so the first few, so basically the first few I wrote and acted in and produced. Count those two. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much like, and I don't want something. Those, those are pretty much even handed, like, well, the whole team, but also like Brad, basically Brad directed them. I wrote them and acted in them and we both produced them along with a couple of our other friends. So I was definitely a, yeah. Um, what's the number, Alan? Sixteen. Sixteen. See, look at that. That's a that's a great way to pitch. 16. Like the fact you're not, you're still a young man, and you've just been able to keep <laughs> this going. I think there's a lot, you know, to thanks, be, man. Learn from you and, and a bunch of respect. That like it's huge. I know. I appreciate. I really do appreciate that. And I'm very nice. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you have a, you have a much you have much more. You make good movies too, and no, all this stuff. You, but I'm just you, saying the way that I'm going to pitch them pitch them to you as like the unique angle to take. No, no, no. I appreciate it. I'm I'm getting the feeling you're not going to mention that I'm nice, and that's okay. I'm going to let it go. We're going to move on from here. Kindness is the most important quality, <laughs> Clinton. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I will. I'll mention that you're nice too. You're basically <laughs> yes. Ted Lasso. Yes. Oh God, that is the ultimate compliment. Yes, and that also. Oh man, now I want to geek out about Ted Lasso because obviously I love Ted Lasso. Well, okay. So here I have more questions for <laughs> yeah, you. So please. okay, T- two part question. Okay. So seventeen feature films. How 16. do you feel? Let's about not get ahead of ourselves. Sixteen, 16. feature films. Sixteen. <laughs> but this how is number. This is number this fifteen. One? This is number fifteen. Yeah, I'm editing number sixteen right now. How does? How do you feel about this one? How does this compare to the other ones? And I don't know. These things are hard to contextualize, obviously, and you you learn more as you go on. But like, do you? Have have a feeling about in terms of execution level how well you did with this one as opposed to some of your other ones man okay what's the best what <laughs> what's the best way to answer this no you know like, like it always gets a little well, it can get a little tricky sometimes when talking about like what you perceive to be like the quality or whatnot of something you did because mm-hmm. you don't want to sound biased and also you don't want to sound like you're bullshitting like you know false humility or whatever and also well, and, to, like and, and to introduce the the tenor of this discussion i guess so i'm finishing up some short films right now uh-huh. these short films even though they were made after some of my better work and i'm just finishing them out they're not my best work at all you know i definitely know that and then also i've done two features now and my second feature, I think, execution-wise, is not going to be as good as my first feature. Like, that's okay. There was different things I 
I was doing, there was different things sure. that was making up. I still yeah. grew and learned as a filmmaker and stuff. But my second feature I brought together in like six weeks and it was just this really small horror film and stuff like that. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. My, my first feature film we shot over the course of two years and shot like 60 days in production. So like, you know, it's different things. And so to say I didn't execute on my second feature film as good as my first one, I don't think that's that's not an insane thing. And doesn't mean yeah. it's going to be a horrible movie or something. But I guess that's the kind of question I'm sort of like sure. getting at to here. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I feel like I keep growing more and more and I feel, and also again, like, you know, each with each film too, I tried the lesson, like not, I try to always, you know, take with me the lessons that I learned on the previous films and apply those to the next thing and the next thing, you know, but I try not to really compare them that much. It's more, and also like, I, <sighs> this might sound fun, but like, I try not to think in terms of like good or bad anymore with my own stuff. It's more just kind of like how on point with like what my intention was and what I was setting out to do with like, with the film as a whole. And then like, of course, like each moment that adds up to that film as a whole, like how close to the mark, you know, are we with each scene? Essentially it's the film that I wanted it to be from the outset. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I, <laughs> this is where it gets tricky. Where I don't want to sound whatever arrogant or delusional or whatnot, but I feel like I enjoy watching it. And that's something considering that, like, I've obviously seen it and belabored over like, you know, the whole thing for a long time now. I think it's definitely overall like my most like, if someone asked me, what's your most fun movie to watch? I would probably say this one. But also, like, you know, I feel like it has the emotional resonance that I want it to have. I, I like the challenge of having, you know, such a large cast of characters. I mean, I felt great about the work everyone did. It was also, it was, it was interesting, man, because it was the most, like, outside of all, like, with a handful of people, it was, like, the most contentious set I've ever been on. Or as far as, like, one of my sets, one of our sets goes, you know. Yeah. So, like, a handful of people. Again, everyone else was fantastic. But certain people, mostly, <laughs> mostly, why as not? we talked about, yeah, as I've mostly talked beep. about, uh, <laughs> mostly, <laughs> but like he brought so much of their baggage and their um, fragile egos and their bullshit to the set. And so I was amazed because again, like, you know, I still go back to like, oh, like when I first came up with the idea and like how it's like, oh, it's just this very wellspring of positivity. Like, let me create this thing to get our friends back together. And basically, you know, most all those get like very much took it as that. And like, we're appreciative and love the experience and we're engaged with the experience. And then there was who just (laughs) appreciative at all. And like, because he didn't want to be there. And then some other people that we hired on the crew, but those people left during the (laughs) production. So anyway. Yeah. So when I say most contingent, sorry, I just want to make sure it's clear. Because all of our other sets for the most, extremely harmonious. And then this one was just like. Then like a couple of crew members, but those crew members left by the end of you know week one. Making movies is stressful under the best of circumstances, sure. and you know sometimes that brings out some bad sides of people. So sure. I don't think it's any like smear oh, on no. how you make films no, no, to no. say there was. I guess what I'm trying things. to say is like, of course, like whenever something happens, like you know, there's that gut check moment of like, okay, what, where's my, you know, because I. I pride myself on trying to be as accountable as possible. I'm like, okay, what am I accountable for here? But with all those people, like I was able to gauge pretty quickly. I'm like, oh, this is their shit. Basically, this is not anything to do with how we're handling things. So aside from that, like it was a great production. I, you know, it was, you know, breakneck speed. Like again, all those characters, you know, 16 day shoot. We, you know, we weren't able to shoot as, as much with two cam as we thought, as we originally planned on for a variety of reasons, but that's okay. Like, you know, we made it work. When you ask me, I guess, how do I feel about it in comparison to the previous films? I guess the way I look at things is like, it was the next, like, natural, like, I see the progression. You know, this is a great sandbox for me to play in next, like, after the ones before and, like, exploring. Because there's definitely, like, 
there's definitely a lot of thematic through lines in my work. Yeah, it was fun. I, I was watching it with, with my girlfriend, and obviously, I've seen a lot of your films now at this point. I think this is the fifth one I've seen, and I was able to like pitch you as a filmmaker and talk about the the patterns and the things. Oh, that, cool! The, the the thematic elements that you touch upon, you know, again and again, which like obviously this movie is a different spin on a lot of that stuff, but yeah, I still yeah, yeah. feel like a lot of your qualities and traits are very much still in this different spin on what you do. Great, thanks, man. I mean, that was very much you know for me because. I do like to explore different genres and whatnot, but they all have to be personal and they ha- all have to be like thematically relevant and they all have to be like indicative of my voice and who I am. And it's fun to take those qualities and like put them through, you know, those different prisms. Cause I love, well, I still, I love coming at things very much head on in a very grounded slice of life kind of way. I, I love that and I always mm-hmm. will, but at the same time, like I like to mix it up too. And sometimes it's cool to kind of come at things from the side or from an angle. And sometimes I think it allows people to possibly at least, at least in theory, that like consider things in a different way. Because, you know, sometimes you can catch people off guard a little more with genre elements and you kind of like lure them into the story in a different way. And then some of the themes, the emotions like sneak up on them a little bit more. Maybe they're, you know, because maybe they're more unexpected or whatnot. But so I felt, yeah. I, I felt good about like I was because I knew going into it too. I'm like, all right, the tone, you know, it'll be a fun challenge to like find the right tonal balance throughout this thing. Like the more I made movies, the less times we're watching them with people I had, I felt the need to like cover my face or to leave or whatnot like those yeah. mm-hmm. that happens less and less and less with every you know every passing film what is, what do you think is your best film oh geez <laughs> <laughs> oh no is it okay if i pass on or do this? you have a couple of, or do you have a couple in contention that you oh, think are your man. best film honestly oh god okay i really felt like with being awesome like when i made that i felt a strong sense of like in a lot of ways, here is who I am as a person, as a filmmaker. Like, this is what I can do, you know? I'd already made quite a few movies before then, but also that was the first one that I solo directed, edited, wrote it. I was a producer and acted. Like, it was very, like, you know. It was the first one I was like, okay, like, I'm happy to, like, now have a movie where I can, like, I felt proud to show it to people. Like, here's what I can do. And then yeah. from, from there, you know, when we got lucky, I felt very proud of that one for a lot of similar reasons. And also I loved how stripped down that one was and how intimate and very 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 slice of life with that one and i loved and that the whole process of like i did that as a play first we did it as a play and then shot the movie a month later so you know going from the rehearsals to the run of the sh- you know like three months of rehearsal to the run of the show like 16 shows or one of being 15 that whole process was just so exciting and rewarding you know that was another you know just going through that whole journey like let's start with just rehearsals i'm gonna start like the early june and then the movie wrapped like late december so that was cool very proud of that one and then bad bad man was like okay cool and now it's time for brad and i to direct one together like to do just straight up comedy and get this you know get the team together that was the first open dialogue and old school co-production so that was really exciting and sad and like we had a lot of fun making it i felt like it was a lot of fun to watch i enjoyed that one and then again you know going back and then save yourself again like very stripped down very man and woman like those sparks flying and like capturing that feeling like i felt like we did a good job of, of capturing that like that's again like that's what i wanted it to be and then again cold feet yeah kind of like okay now let's try some you know explore these genre elements more and get the band back together and again keep keep it very like grounded within the genre and yeah so anyway i'm just very i guess i'm just very proud of them for all those different <laughs> reasons i just rambled on about sorry how dare you be proud of your work <laughs> and of course there's always that's the thing. There's always little things. And sometimes there's more little things. Again, like with every passing film, I feel like there's less and less little things. But it's not like you're like every moment, like nailed it, you know, crushed it. Like, <laughs> like there's nothing I would do differently. But it's more just, I feel like my perspective 
on my work has gotten healthier with time, you know? Yeah. Like also, because I love to get in there and, like, try to fix and refine and, like, okay, well, how can we, you know, either make this moment work or get rid of it? And that's something I learned a lot over the years, too. I was like, oh, sometimes, like, if something's just not working, I learned to just get rid of it. To kind of like explore all the possibilities and test it all out and see if I can make it work. And if not, then I figure out a way around it. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to cut that scene. Yeah, learning that a long time ago has really helped out a lot. I mean, obviously, we're all continuing to learn and grow, but I feel like I have a pretty clear-eyed perspective on what my work is and also how closely it hews to and aligns with what my original intention for it was. And again, it's like, again, I don't see it as like a good or bad thing. It's more just like, is this on point with what I want it to be? And the last few movies, like, yeah, the answer is yes. All in all, it's yes. Uh, do you have any, any thoughts on it you want to share? What was your take on it? I liked it. It's not my favorite of your films. Fair but enough. that's, you know, I've seen six of your films at this point. So it's not like you have two films and, and or something like that. <laughs> I think it's an interesting thing to be pushing. You're trying to, you're kind of like hybriding your work into genre stuff. Yeah. You're like trying to mold what you do into like a genre format. And I love hearing these stories about the how and the why of you making it. Like that's so inspirational. And I, you know, set problems aside, that sounds like a ton of fun to be able to like pull your team together and oh, Memphis yeah, man. and everything like that and just like how you put that all together so i love a good challenge too like i kind of like it when things are like you know veering closely going off the rails like you don't try to create that chaos or seek it out but when it happens like i get a lot of satisfaction out of like that sense of like rising to the occasion so and there was definitely yeah. a lot of that on the <laughs> on that production well so. and you had a lot of interesting pieces like me and my girlfriend were watching it and we're both sort of like as certain things happen we're like what the fuck like <laughs> what how is this how is this gonna come back around how is this gonna come together in a yeah. satisfying way like no no fucking way no way and you take all these very like disparate elements and and you're like there's no way all of this can can like come together in like a a, a good way that like makes sense and like works and, and then it does it does do that so i think you know huge props to you for taking like you know i'm not gonna like spoil in the podcast but about really strange out there idea <laughs> and pulling all of the elements together I, I was down with the concept and i was into it like cool. which is high praise especially like hopefully people go see the movie and they can understand like as the elements unfold you're just looking at this and just you're just like how does all this relate like what is going on here and and yeah there's an answer to that question and the answer works so that's that's huge props to you and i oh, think man, that that's goes great to your filmmaking skills so thanks man it, I, it's something you can always count on is like if i'm making a movie it's because i feel like i've gotta make this movie and because it's dealing with things that are on my mind stuff that's really like igniting my but you had like five best men right i had in my real life i had nine yeah nine best men yeah and again like you know because that was something like i knew about myself from a long time ago it's like if i ever get married i'm gonna have a real hard time picking between like who my best men are it was gonna be 10 actually but one of them had a lot of personal issues and wasn't able to go how many of the cast were your best men so that's yeah so it was uh well cast and crew so there was brad who i you know directed and produced it with unfortunately but whatever moving on uh adam burns who played johnny matt stiller who played mason and then matt mercer who played boyd was our officiant and the matt matthew matthew gilliam uh was also one of my best mm-hmm. men 
there's people you know, the cast and also who are also my best men. So that's I like I like Gilliam a lot. Like of all the people who have appeared in your work, oh uh, Gilliam's. I mean, you've recast people a lot multiple times. Well, and, I, uh, I, I like Gilliam's stuff a lot. I'm glad he. I mean, you know, Gilliam's one of my closest friends, and I mean, Gilliam's the guy. Like now, like that's who I'm doing the other podcast with and doing Breaker Breaker with. So five of my best men are efficient, and then also Adam Johnson, whose house we shot in. And who, who was an executive producer on the film, was also one of my best men. So oh, wow. six out of the nine best men were heavily involved with this production. And then our officiant was, well, Boyd. Yeah. How's it working with Najara? I've liked her kind of in other stuff I've seen her in. Oh, Najara's great. She's really cool. She, uh, I know her through Mercer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they've definitely, yeah, contract. I mean, I imagine you've seen Contracted, I would assume. I haven't seen it, but I oh, have wow. seen yeah. other stuff she's in. Yeah. That was one of their, I mean, that was a big breakthrough for, oh, I know at least for Matt, and I know it elevated Najara further too. No, she's awesome. She's really easy to work with and a lot of fun and obviously really good. Yeah, she was cool, man. Yeah, I saw her one of the years I was at dances. She was in that, I think, like Wolf Mother film. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that was like the opening or closing night film. I can't remember. It was the which. opening night film, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what do you have any? Uh, I mean, aside from set problems, do you have any like interesting anecdotes or anything to share about it? Ah, uh, well, there's the credit card debt. <laughs> That's not so much an interesting anecdote. It's something I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working my way through. Which is yeah, another reason. So with I'm, this one, you just you you weren't able to set up any fi- financing, and you just went went for it on your credit cards. I've totally went for. It's not the first one I did that. Like I did get, I got a little outside financing. I had one investor come through. Uh, and she's great. I'm very appreciative for her. Mm-hmm. But it wound up being like, you know, she gave a good chunk of change, but it was like one twelfth of the budget. But still, that's one twelfth. Yeah. And so a lot of that was money I'd saved and credit cards. And then Brad wound up chipping in a little bit too. Where'd, uh, where'd a lot of that money go? Where you, you paid a lot of your team? So basically a lot of it went to, yeah, everyone got paid. And then, I mean, food food alone is, food. Uh, yeah. I mean, every day costs money, obviously. And, yeah. and renting uh, cameras and gear, flying a lot of people out. That was another thing too. Like, you know, I knew uh, the people I wrote it for lived here or some in New York or uh, elsewhere. Uh, so that, you know, that's a few grand right there. But yeah, man, it just, it adds up. Because again, when I made it, like, you know, I was single, I spent all my, like, all my money went towards my movies, basically. I mean, aside from, of course, like, yeah. renting bills and whatnot. But even in that case, like, you know, when we made Being Awesome, I basically just, I gave up my apartment. So I just couch surf for the first time ever for a long time, just so to keep my overhead low. So I could finance that movie. And then my reward to myself when I finished an edit, a cut of being awesome was I got a new apartment. So (laughs) I put a a roof back over my head. Again, once when I was single, I could do that stuff. And so, yeah, when I was cold, did cold feet, like I literally came home with 10 bucks and like tens of thousands of dollars of debt, like a ton of debt. When I think back about how much debt there was, (laughs) it's like, you know. It's uh, it's terrifying. It's tough, much. man. The only reason I was I've been able to finance twelve months without going into a bunch of debt was because we shot it over the course of yeah. two years, basically. So those costs have been like spread out. Yeah, and you didn't you didn't really have to travel or fly anyone out anywhere, right? You didn't have to travel, and also we didn't pay, you know we did we paid very little. It was all favors and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And like the main team was all in and knew what they were getting into from the start yeah. and stuff, and they were very very dedicated. But you can't do that for every film in every circumstance you know and that's a trick you can only play so many times yeah yeah for sure well now it's just like now it's kind of like moving forward it's all gonna be either like we did a baby come home like super super low budget or it's gonna be outside financing 
Because again, you know, it's over four yep. years later. I'm still digging my way out of that hole. Now it's helped. I'm glad that the movie's finally out there. So then some money can come this way from it. Because again, it's just obviously it's a whole different ballgame now that I've got kids. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, moving forward again. Yeah, super small budgets or outside financing. Which is something, I, one I love about super small budgets is I love being resourceful and just figuring out ways to make it work is a lot of fun. And also with outside financing, that's something obviously, you know, after 16 films, we've certainly been looking for more outside financing. I think every filmmaker would like to have some, some more outside financing. Easier said than done, for sure. Oh, yeah. But I've also always been very, very proud of the fact that, like, I'm willing to put, you know, very much so, like, my money where my mouth is. I still remember on, you know, Cold Feet, a few months out from the shoot, Brad just <laughs> Brad being like, where is the money going to come from? I'm like, I'll put up, like, X amount. And then I went well over that. But I'm like, we'll just have to make it happen one way or another. And then when we'd already set the date and, like, when more outside financing didn't come in, I, like, I hoped it would. And we also had, like, a little Kickstarter at the end or Indiegogo. Anyway, I think Kickstarter, yeah, at the end too. So that helped a bit. I kept pulling out, I kept taking out new credit cards until they said stop. Until basically the good credit, I couldn't get any decent credit cards anymore. And then I just maxed them all out. And then I spent all the money that I had. So there you go. That's balls, man. That's balls. Like you gotta, like, I'm, you know, that there's just a lot of bravery there in in and boldness in doing that. And I mean, you know, I'm sure it doesn't feel good with your current financial situation, but like I think there's something really admirable being willing to take a shot on something you believe in in that way. Thanks, and man. you know, the thing is, regardless of how this movie turns out, I know you, you're gonna keep going. You're not getting oh. your hopes dashed. Like even no, if this no, movie no. doesn't pan out, you're not gonna quit filmmaking forever or anything like that. You're gonna keep going. Yeah. And like that's. That's awesome. Well, I guess it depends on how you define pan out. So, like, if, you're, if pan out means like you know you turn a profit, like honestly, I'm not even worried about that because honestly, you know, now at this point, to any money that comes in. <laughs> It's kind of like, not like a bonus, but you know what I'm saying? It's like all that money is, yeah, I'm still digging my way out of debt, but like any money that comes in, it's like, oh, wow, what a nice surprise. But as for in terms of like the way the film is, like to me, it already did. Like as soon as I like knew how I felt about it, like, you know, we put it together. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, it's another feather in my cap that I'm very proud of. Wow. Feather in my cap. I didn't expect to use that phrase tonight. Anyway, but like, it's kind of like now, like whenever we release a movie now, it's kind of like, it's just exciting to see who all does connect with it and what does, you know, come from it. And just like everything kind of feels like a bonus in a way because making the movie and yeah. like having that experience and putting it all together, that was to me is kind of like the film panning out, like it happened and I'm proud of it. And now it's kind of like, all right, let's see what happens next. But to your point though, no, like no matter what, like I'm going to keep telling stories and keep making movies for the rest of my life like as much as I can I think people can get into the trap where they do what you do and mm -hmm. then if it doesn't you know if it doesn't sure. launch their like if it doesn't catapult them to an no. amazing level or like make billions of dollars they just like no. get frustrated and quit well again this is far from the first movie that I did that with so it's kind of like yeah it's not some people I think have that thing where like alright I'm gonna put it all on the line for this one movie it's like I've been doing this for a long time yeah I just love doing it and I have to keep doing it because it is so hard and stressful i mean it's so all you know all these things i mean it's incredibly rewarding too but like making a movie happen like it, it takes a lot it's so worth it and it's so basically like the reason i do it is because i i have to do it. like these are stories that i have to tell for a variety of reasons so that's how i'm able to like make it happen and get over that finish line and get it out there i mean otherwise yeah i wouldn't have been able to make you know 16 features at this point uh with hardly any like outside financing anyway but yeah so we're gonna keep moving forward and like i'm excited about i have Obviously, Break a Breaker, and then some other scripts, like, I'm working on, I've talked to you about this, but, like, a book. So, Break a Breaker is a play, then there'll be a movie, and I'm working on a book, a miniseries, and then another film script right now. And I'm just incredibly excited about all of them. They all kind of, like, have that thing where they, you know, I get really engaged, like, whenever, in each story, like, whenever I'm thinking about it. So, when I have to kind of, like, shift from one to the other, it's kind of fun, like, I'm like, oh, now I'm back into this one. 
And then I go over to the other one, like, ah, now I'm back into this one. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good feeling. That's another reason, too. It's like when I have that feeling, man, that's when I know, like, okay, what I'm doing is worthwhile and that it'll, it'll mean something to someone because it's firing me up. It's lighting me up. You know, it's stirring up all these thoughts and feelings and just all this urge to, like, keep, like, I get this crazy urge to, like, keep deepening my connection with people and feeling more like a part of the human race. And I, I just, I think with every passing year, too, like, I feel more like a part of this world. I think back about, like, oh, like, it's so cool. Like, when I hear a song or see a movie that deals with certain themes or, like, or I see something in it that I recognize within myself for my own life. And it's a movie from like, you know, 50s or a song from like 50s, 60, whatever years ago. I'm like, oh, wow. And you just feel like part of the continuum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I am like on this ride. Like, I am I am part of humanity. I'm fucking here and I'm going to contribute. The more I've felt like very precisely fueled by a sense of like, what do I have to contribute? Like, what can I give? Like, what yeah. do I have mm-hmm. to put out there? And the more like that's kind of guided everything. Just, yeah, I mean, I'm just. I'm just excited, man. I just feel fortunate to be here and fortunate to have everything. Yeah, man. All all good stuff there. Good. I mean, it's good. That's great. <laughs> That's the best response you could have to my long-winded diatribe about uh, me being part of the continuum. Well, you, <laughs> no, I mean, definitely. I mean, kidding. definitely. After last word, last time we talked, I mean, I you were you had a, you had a lot on your chest to get off, and it sounds, yeah, I still felt really um, good, still, which were difficult things not to disc not to discount uh, no, 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 anything no, no, no. That you were saying. And before, I felt, I but, felt but all this. Can also I felt all this stuff then too, but I was definitely going through like I had to vent about that situation, and I'm in a very good place with that now. Like basically, like you know, at that point when I was talking to you, it would still like wake me up, and or like when I would wake up in the middle of the night, I'd be thinking about that. It would actively hurt, and it doesn't hurt anymore. Now every now and then I'll. Get annoyed by it but you know it's like three weeks later now so because man it's exhausting like and it's something i put up with again because i really care about my friends and i was willing to put up with a lot in order to nurture that friendship but i'm like when you feel someone's resentment like constantly maybe not constantly but like Ugh. pretty it's regularly rough. it's hard to deal with it's tough man yeah. and especially when you feel like it's you yeah. know not to sound whatever like when you feel like it's unearned and it's, when you feel like it's more about their shit than anything you're doing and i was just yeah. really tired of feeling his resentment and now I'm free of that. It probably, I'm hopefully it always will be the most like messed up thing anyone has ever like actively done to me. But I'm already feeling myself getting more to that point. Where it's like, okay, it, where it's not, it's not like hurting or it's not really bothering me. And I do want to get to a point where I don't yeah. feel so much anger towards him. Like it's no good for anyone if I have hate in my heart, you know, especially in that kind of way. So I, you know, I'm glad to be purging myself of that. But yeah, it was definitely very much so going through um, stages of, of grief or whatnot, or just kind of like, you know, saying goodbye to a, a friendship that I had held very dear and that I had really fought for. Well, and it'll be, and it'll be a process too. Like in that process is not over, oh, totally. you know, it's going to, it's going to continue and you're still sort of in the middle of it. And that's okay. Cause that's how these things work. But I definitely, next time I want to hear more about what's going on with you, Clinton. I want to hear. What yeah, well, um, uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking I got a couple of short films that I'm finishing up. Uh, Red and Yellow, I think I sent you yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I think you, you just thank you for that. Maybe next time you, we, we can just you can watch those before we hop on and, and that'll be kind of we can talk about those and talk about some broader issues related to all that. And I think that'll be a good jumping off point. So, yeah, sounds good. If you're, if you're down with that. Yeah, man, that sounds great. But for now, I will let you go. We're at our hour limit and you are you are up. A family man and a busy man. So go do what you need to do. (laughs) All right, my friend. Uh, Thanks for everything. Glad we got to uh, to hop on and talk. And have a good night. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Talk to you soon. See you. Later. 
That about wraps it up for episode 20, all about cold feet. So now, <laughs> having some space and distance from it, Alan, I'm curious, how do you feel about the release of Cold Feet? Overall, I feel very good. I remember, <laughs> I remember distinctly getting that first report from the uh, distributor and seeing the numbers and being like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think we talk about that on mic later, but but but... Probably, uh, probably, is that, probably. That's still kind of like the the pervasive <laughs> sort of feeling that you're left with. No, I I mostly joke. It's well, it's funny when you asked me. Like that was one of the first things that came to mind. No, obviously, like I was very happy to have it out there. Like again, it was like years between you know having shot it and then it finally getting out there. So no, it's been good. And honestly, it's actually been picking up more steam lately, which is great. And getting steam more lately, and doing no small part to uh, my fantastic uh, intern Timmy Adams helping with TikTok, getting me up on TikTok and uh, getting the clips out there. And whatnot. We got a lot, of, quite a lot of views from that action there. So thank you, Timmy. No, no, no. I feel very positive about it. It's just like you know, it's a whole thing. It's a whole, it's a whole roller coaster thing. And also at the time when that report came in, which is about a year ago now, things were a lot more you know tough on the financial front. So I was expecting a certain result from <laughs> from the uh, the revenue at the time that Always didn't tough. happen. Yeah. So it was more of like, okay, cool. Like you know, just gotta kind of suck it up and get through it. And then and then the next report was actually better. And then it's just like, you know, fortunately things are, are much better uh, overall right now uh, on all fronts. So anyway, it's That's a whole good. thing, Clinton. It's a whole thing. But yeah, the intervening year and a half when we record this and now, no, overall, like, no, it's a very, po- I have a very positive feeling about the movie being out there. And also just like dealing with like Amazon reviews and this, that, and the other. And this one person, I think we've probably talked about this on Mike on another episode too, but like this one person who decided to just like write an Amazon review in which she spoiled the whole movie. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah, like, you ranted extensively on that. Which uh, y'all will yeah, get that episode that, in the future. That one really, uh, that really bummed me out. That was the first. I'm used to like dealing with like a, a variety of reviews, but yeah, this is also the first time too where I noticed it's like, oh, and I've seen this with other like indie. Uh, Anything that's even like horror related, because obviously this isn't like a you know a hard horror film, but it is like horror related to some extent for sure. But yeah, the knives are really out for a lot of the uh, from some of these Amazon reviewers for some of the uh, low budget indie uh, horror related films out there. Uh, it gets pretty brutal. So, yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah, I definitely encountered that for sure. I've learned this more and more over the years too. Like with each movie, it's like, I'm thrilled that like, like they continue being out there, you know, like as long as it takes to like make the movie happen to put it out there, they remain, they linger for even longer and they're out there. Like it's great now. still like hearing from people from movies that we released like years prior to cold feet who are like discovering other movies that we've made and reaching out now. So anyway, it'll continue to have legs and uh, I'm excited to see what happens during the course of its, of its shelf life, of its elongated shelf life. Great. There you go. Succinct answer. Where can people watch Cold Feet? Good question. They can watch it on Amazon Prime, Google Play, and YouTube. They certainly can. Should I go ahead and tell them where they can watch some of the other films, too? Over there, or should I circle back to that? Well, you can circle back to that. That's fine. It All just right, seemed fine. appropriate. Gotta... But I mean, that was the main question that I had. And do you have any thoughts or anything listening to the episode? No, like I said at the top, it was it was fun. I enjoyed the again. I I truly did enjoy the conversation back then, and I enjoyed listening back to it. Cool, man. Yes, um, I look forward to digging into Daylight Fades now, and we can talk about that one sometime in the future soon. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> I won't even... 
going further back for sure. I think that about wraps up the episode, though. Just a heads up, everybody. Uh, you can contact us at wearestorylife at gmail.com. Also, please check out our website, wearestorylife.com, where you find more information about us and what we do as coaches and consultants. You can see our links to our films and things there, as well as our Patreon if you want to support us that way, and social media pages. Clinton, where can we find you? On uh, just you, you alone, you specifically. If people just want you. Getting back Clinton to the script. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Clinton Cornwell, and you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Vimeo at Alan C Gardner. That's A L L E N C G A R D N E R, and on Instagram at Alan C Gardner Movies. Uh, some of my other films are available on several platforms, including Being Awesome, Save Yourself, and Act One on Tubi. And we got lucky in Bad Bad Man on Amazon. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm not prepared. Um, <laughs> I got nothing for you, Mike. But thank you so much <laughs> to our editor, Mr. Mike Jimenez, for his wonderful work. Man, Mike, I don't know if you realize, like, me and Alan are kind of messes. And, like, this podcast literally would not be out in the world right now if you did not sign up to, to do work with us. So we really appreciate oh, you wow. so much. Also, thank you to fo- all that. of our friends and families for all their support. Thanks, but that was be- I like. I was this has quickly become one of my favorite parts of the podcast. <laughs> just <laughs> hearing what you, the, what you described to Mike, and I like how you, you're like. I have nowhere else to go right now except you. I got to cut us down just a little bit and then shine. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we're a disaster without you. Um, my wife says she wouldn't even speak to me if, if I didn't know you. So, so thank you for. Uh, for everything you do. Um, <laughs> thanks, yes, as well to our families and friends for all the support. And uh, thanks again to you, Clinton. This is this is fun. Yeah. This is, this is fun. Folks, we have many more episodes coming up, so please subscribe and join us next week. This has been Clinton Cornwell. And Alan C. Gardner. With Story Life. Hey, take care. Okay? Yeah, and I'd seen her in a couple other things, I think, too. Yeah, man, she works. Um, she works a lot. She works a lot. Um, hold on, sorry. Can't, hold on a second. I'm in the middle of something. Well, you gotta move this hammock, or otherwise it's gonna smell like barbecue. Okay. <laughs> what? the hell was that <laughs> sorry about that no it's okay oh mm. hawaii man i'm telling you it's crazy out there people banging on doors yeah <laughs>